What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 6 of Hit the Books, the podcast here to give you all the sports news, sports talk, sports gambling, sports trends, sports coverage, you name it, in sports, and we at Hit the Books want to deliver it to you each and every week. Do not forget to check us out on our various social media platforms. The link is available in the description below. Lots of good stuff out of the first three weeks of the NFL. Week 4 coming in hot. Not too much from me, but without further ado, let's introduce my co-host. Very excited to be doing weekly episodes with these boys. Let's start off with Mackie. Mackie, you're on fire, buddy. I don't know exactly what your record is, but dang, keep it up. What's happening? What's your keys to success? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm having a good uh, good year so far in the NFL. Should can, can I honestly say I should be over 10 units at that two-unit uh, under in the Monday Night Football game with the Giants-Cowboys kind of screwed me. I lost by a half a point. But it is what it is. I'm still up over six units. Uh, yeah, just stick with us. We're having a decent year gambling right now. So, well, plays every week and let's get going. Hell yeah, let's do it. Ace, you're next. Week four, the NFL is here. What's up, my guy? Yeah, week four... Um... In the full swing of the football season here, we've had a lot of picks going um, in our primetime games, Sunday games, so definitely uh, keep track of those. We have a lot more coming at you, a lot of good matchups. We've seen a lot of upsets early, kind of been burning Huff and I, but we're ready to bounce back for the rest of the season, so I'm, I'm ready to get going today. I'm with you, I'm with you. You took a little bit of a dump here this weekend, but you're coming back. Huff, you got to pick it up, buddy. I'm kind of disappointed in you, but that's all I got for you. Give us the rundown of what's <laughs> happening. I mean, a bounce back weekend. I mean, after the start of the season, I had to go two and one this weekend. I'll take it. Um, got the lucky interception on Daniel Jones' final play of the game on uh, Monday night against the Cowboys. Had the under two hundred three. Ended with one or one ninety six. So, um, Mackie, we were talking about that one a little before. I ended up getting hoping that's going to be the the end. I'm kind of leaning on most of my plays coming up as I'm looking to come back from some of these units I lost early on, but. Uh, other than the NFL, we had a tough, tough loss in the NFL or NCAA this weekend. USC minus six on Saturday night against Oregon State. Um, won the game by three, didn't cover, but uh, tough loss on that one. Our college card's still doing pretty all right. I think we're sitting right around even units right there. So, um, and then last night, two and zero on the MLB card with the Yankees and Padres. A nice two unit uh, night last night in the MLB, um, but. Yeah, not much else coming from me. Looking to keep things rolling the way in the direction I started or kind of kept things going in week three. So, um, hoping to keep building back up. But yeah, that's it for me. Good stuff, boys. I am very excited for yet another week in the NFL. All right, let's jump right into week four here with the Thursday night game, the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. This week, the Bengals are favored at minus three and a half. Their money line at minus 200 and the over-under sitting at 46.5. Miami's money line at plus 168. I got a couple trends here for this game. The under is 10-2 in Cincinnati's last 12 games. The Bengals are 10-2 against the spread in their last 12 conference games. The Dolphins are 11-1 straight up in their last 12. The Dolphins are 1-11 straight up in their last 12 games played in Week 4. So some uncertainty there in week four for the Dolphins. But what do we think? Huff, you want to start us off with this one? Um, Yeah, I guess so. Thursday night football, we got another pretty good primetime matchup with the uh, Dolphins and Bengals uh, coming up tomorrow night on Thursday night football. Uh, like you said, Bengals a three-and-a-half point favorite, the minus 120. 
Um, obviously, a lot of question marks around how ready is Tua if that bounce back with the, I believe, Mackie, you were the one that sent it to us. The You said he had a concussion or left the game. Um, we started talking about Teddy Bridgewater coming in, but obviously we saw Tua come back in and get the win against Buffalo. Um, now coming up to Cincinnati, Cincinnati got the wheels back under them last week against the Jets. Tough spot here for the spread. I do like, I think Cincinnati wins the game. I saw it earlier on this week the spread was at two and a half, and I loved Cincinnati by the field goal at home. The three and a half's a little tough. I'd maybe buy it and go uh, Bengals minus three. I do like them on their home field to get back to two and two, um, but I don't know which way you guys are leaning. Mackie, who are you feeling, Burrow, or uh, you like Tua here? Stay undefeated. Yeah, I mean, uh, not many times you see a week four matchup with a team that's three and zero being plus three against a team that's one and two, but. As we know, we've seen a lot of weird things happen this season already. We, nobody expected the Bengals to start one and two. Tua's injury was actually not a head injury, even though he got up wobbling. Um, they said it was a back injury, which I don't know doesn't really make much sense to me, but whatever. The way his head hit the ground, though, do you see his head smash yeah. the ground? Yeah, I think it's to save their ass because you're not supposed to just throw a quarterback right in there after a head injury like that. It's supposed to be like protocol. You're supposed to miss the entire game no matter what. So I think they're kind of covering their own asses right now, saying it was a back injury. And now the but, NFL launched an investigation into that. Exactly. So they can be in some deep, serious trouble about that. But back to the game. I think uh, even if Tua plays, this line really won't move that much. Maybe two and a half. Or it'll move to like three, two and a half. But uh, Bengals will definitely still be favored. I like the Bengals on their home field this week. I think Dolphins, they're a good team, but they're not a team that's going to go start off the season eight now or nothing like that. So this is where they're... They'll find their first loss on a primetime Thursday night game, and I think it'll be a slow game. I think it goes it goes under as well, but I think the Bengals come out on top. Three, three points is a little scary, though. I'll probably just... What's the money line sitting now? Like 200? Minus 200. Yeah, it's a little much. I don't know. Just for the sake of it, I'll just give Bengals money line. Yeah, that's what I was kind of leaning. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to be on the Bengals this week heavy here, uh, coming off of a big win against those New York Jets, right? So they should be ready to go here at home. But the thing you have to be looking at is getting plus odds for one of the only undefeated teams in the NFL. They just came off of a week where they beat the Buffalo Bills, arguably the best team in the league. So I wouldn't be taking them so lightly like you guys seem to be. Um, I don't know if you saw Tyreek Hill's quotes this week. He was talking about how he owes Eli Apple some work. So I'm expecting a lot of points to come flying off that Miami sideline. Definitely leaning more on the over than picking a side here. I think it's going to be a shootout. And we've seen how bad Joe Barrow and the boys can shit the bed against some poor competition this year. Um, I think he lost to Cooper Rush. He lost to a terrible Steelers team. No offense, boys. Um, it's it's Joe Barrow, though. Obviously, we saw what he did last year. So that's why it's tough to really side someone here. I mean, I'm leaning Miami. But coming off of a short week after such a big game in Buffalo or at home against Buffalo... Um, I think their focus might not have been as much on the Bengals as it should be. So I'm leaning more on the over if I'm taking a pick here, leaning Cardinals and uh, looking for Tyreek Hill to pop off, maybe get in the end zone once or twice. You mean leaning Dolphins? Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, leaning Dolphins, what did I say there? Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I always got the Cardinals on my boy, my boy uh, Kyler Murray. Leaning, leaning Dolphins, though, for sure. Um don't know if I'm gonna hammer. Him, I like that. I like that over. I do like the over. 
Yeah, I think those two offensive coordinators like to put a lot of faith in their quarterback's hands and proved well so far. Two of the leading passer in the league. Um, two weak defenses, weaker secondaries. I think the Dolphins actually have a stronger defense, though, in my opinion. So if two is full go, I like the Dolph. I think if you're taking a spread, I like the Dolphins at plus three and a half, and it looks like you might be able to get plus four if you wait. But it's at plus four on, on DraftKings. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's for, what I mean. It's, it's been moving, man. It's, it's been moving. It started at three. Now it's one at of four. two undefeated yeah. teams in the league. Uh, like it or not, you have to respect them a bit. I mean, they just beat the Buffalo Bills, who we were pegging as Super Bowl champions since early May. Here's a quick stat, though, um, for you guys that like the over. Bengals are 3-0 and on the under this year, and obviously we know oh, yeah. primetime games are like 10-3 and on the yeah. under. Yeah, they're all under. That's a good stat, Mackie. Maybe I'm actually so. going to stay away from that over for sure now with that primetime stat, actually not betting that at all. Um, with the matchup itself, I'd lean it. But, yeah, Thursday night football, teams play slow coming off a short week. A 1 o'clock game, this game, it's, the total is probably 52, 53. Yeah. 46. Not... No, I'm saying for like a one. If oh, this is a yeah, one yeah, yeah, game, yeah, 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 yeah. Not too high, but I like to bet with the streak. I didn't even think of that one. That was one of my uh, points coming into this week. But yeah, Thursday night football. I do think Tyreek Hill has a day, though. What do you guys think? I think he has to now at this point. Yeah, he has to. To back up his. Even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't say that, I feel like he has to. Right? He's burnt too many. He valid said it's. He said it's seventy-two and a half. 72 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, that's no. You know, Apple's also like a bum. Like he's oh, not yeah. one of the top. But I, even even if you have Jalen Ramsey out there, I still expect Tyreek Hill to have a big game, especially against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's gonna eat. He's eaten every game this year. I mean, what's his name? McDaniel's down in Miami. He just loves to funnel the ball to his best players, and Waddle and Tyreek do so much with that yak. So I don't know. I love that play this week. I like him to get in the end zone as well. I think he's sitting at like what, plus one thirty. It's cool to have someone like Watt on the other side of the field who literally mirrors Terry Kill. So yeah, it draws coverage. It's, it's so nice. They have perfect. I mean, scary to bet over props, but hey, two was the leading passer in the NFL. Maybe we have to give him a little bit more respect, right? How long is that going to last? So well, it's all there. scheme. How much do they run the ball? They might run the ball if they don't power run at all. Everything's out of shotgun. Seems to be working. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I think Mike McDaniel's the offense he brought in. Those those wide receiver totals are going to keep going up every week. So, yeah. Lean, lean Dolphins, but peep my picks on Thursday for some good props. Interesting stuff there, boys. I'm excited. It's going to be a good Thursday night matchup, as Huff said. So let's jump into our Sunday morning matchup there over there in London, England. We got the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are not favored. The Vikings are favored at minus two and a half. Their money line sitting at minus one thirty-eight, and the over/under sitting at forty-three and a half. The Saints money line at plus one eighteen. I think I'm going to lean Saints money line here because the Saints are eighteen and one straight up in their past nineteen games in October, and twenty-three and six against the spread in their last twenty-nine in October. So that plus two and a half is also very appetizing. The Vikings have won five straight, four and one against the spread, and they're in their past five as the favorite. So also very appetizing there for the Vikings. What do we think, Mackie? You want to start us off? Here's a question: Is this considered a primetime game for Kirk Cousins? No, because no. that's the only is a game on. Maker for me, because that is a decision maker. No, I just me. think the dark scare, the I... dark sky scares him. <laughs> it could be that as well. 
I don't know. So if this is a one o'clock game, I mean, I'm taking Saints all day, but the prime time kind of, I mean, uh, Vikings all day, but the, the prime time kind of scares me. I really like the under. I feel like every time there's a London game, you wake up around 1030. They're in the the London. Like the London. I like that. The London. The London. I, wonder, I like that. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Yeah, dude. I feel like every time there's a lo- game in London, you wake up and score. It's like seven to three in the third quarter. Or Someone gets a, a safety. Game. It's such a slow game. It's such a bad game. So I feel like this game, this game definitely goes under. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings minus two and a half. I think they get it done here. Uh, Saints looked like dog shit the last two weeks putting up zero points james winston did you see the one touchdown pass he threw he threw it into like quadruple coverage the guy just made an insane grab i mean he just looks awful he looks nothing like i expected him to look this year so uh saints don't look good at all take give me the vikings yeah i, I like i like yeah, that i'm pick right with the i'm vikings. right there with you i like that pick with the vikings Huff, what do you got yeah i just like the vikings i'll take the money line minus 138 I mean, you guys are high on Jameis at the beginning of the season too, right? It wasn't just me. I thought he was better than this. I didn't think, pedestrian. I, I just best. am not too high on that Saints team. Dude, he's bad. You, he you know what really though? Bad. You got to think uh, Alvin Kamara is going to get going at some point. I know he's not fully healthy and all that, but right. I feel like you got to get the pass game going a little more to get the run game going. Yeah, at all. but isn't he like the best player on their team? One of the best running backs in the league. I mean, absolutely, yeah. I don't know, dude. He was the last few years, but I don't know if he's one of the he's best backs in the he's league right now. He's banged up. You can tell. Didn't he, didn't he sit a week already this year? Or almost did. Week two, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So, running back injuries are nothing to take lightly. Same thing on the other side of the ball with Dalvin Cook. Um, I wonder if he's going to suit up, and if he does, at what percent he's going to be playing at after those injuries last week. Um, Alexander Madison, definitely a valid running back to come off the bench. Many teams target him highly in the offseason. But... Uh, I'd have to think that Justin Jefferson has a big game here. After two two straight weeks of being locked up by Okuda and Slay, I know he's going to see um, probably Lattimore here, right? But uh, you got to think Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins get it going again. They look so uh, prolific against the Packers early on. Um, they're probably circling this game on their, their calendar. Uh, much more veteran team. So I know Kirk isn't big in the prime time, but like I said, I don't treat this as a prime time game. I think the... The early morning sunshine helps him out. Maybe he wakes up a little bit. He's an old guy, so he's getting a little tired at night, I think. But, um, yeah, I think he's getting the boys more rallied up than uh, Jameis is on the other side. Uh, Jameis, Jameis Winston hasn't looked too great this year, and we know his uh, tendency to throw interceptions. That pass rush from the Vikings will be getting after it all day. So I like I liked, I liked the Vikings minus two here. Definitely going to buy that half a point. Got to always. Um, I like the minus 138 that Huff had, too. That's a great money line to sit on if you're just looking to play it straight up. I like Justin Jefferson here, too, I'm, as well, for sure. I'm going to take your logic on that, Ace. It's not a primetime game. He's got the sun out. Yeah. He'll be uh, back to normal Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I was going to think it's going to be Cousins. one. It'll be like 1 p.m. in London. Kirk Cousins yeah, looks, like a, looks like a guy that uh, wants to play in London, too. So. It's not going to be 9.30 a.m. in London, too. <laughs> like, no, but the thing is, is that it's primetime. The only thing is that it's primetime. It's the only game on. It's the only game anyone's watching. That's what I think gets to You know another stat that I'd really like to look at? Not even a stat, but another point I'd like to bring up. Saints have a first-year head coach. I know he's been with the organization, but I'm going to – who's who's the Vikings coach right now? Somebody, somebody got that? Huff, you know? Uh, what's his name? McConnell. That guy, he's been Kevin there. O'Connell. He's been there. Yeah, he's been there. I mean, the Saints head coach, Vikings head, Vikings head coach, I mean, nothing crazy to look at, but Saints first-year head coach, I mean, it's another thing to not take lately. <laughs> The Vikings head coach O'Connell. He people are pretty high on him. Is that the uh, Rams OC? 
I think it is, yeah. Yeah. So. Wait, it's not that guy that's been there? No, I think that wasn't his name. I think it's his first. No, I think it's his first year as uh, Vikings head coach. I'm thinking of that older, older guy. I forget his name too. It was like Zucker or something. Mike Zimmer. No, I know who you're thinking of. Mike Zimmer. Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I actually didn't even know that Kevin O'Connell was their coach. We're gonna see a squeaky wheel treatment though for Justin Jefferson here. I guarantee it. He's uh, been frustrated with his offensive production the last few weeks. So one of the best receivers in the league. He's gonna get after it. Come on, you, I'm with you, Ace. No Dalvin Cook too. They, you have to get him the ball more, right? I think we'll see a. I think we'll see a Justin Jefferson gritty in London. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're waking up. Oh, that's bad. You're to waking happen. up to early red zone to, to Justin Jefferson grittying in the end zone. Like I, I, that was my point earlier. I forgot to say <laughs> it. Like you're gonna wake up. You're gonna see Yahoo Fantasy Justin Jefferson touchdown. Mackie wakes up at like noon, so maybe he'll be asleep for that game. The game Mackie, will be over. Mackie by then. barely wakes up for the one o'clock slate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wake up and then like go back to sleep to get, get my picks in. Huff, he's only up early when those New York teams are playing. <laughs> yeah, when the jet when the Jets are in a prime time game. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you know I love my Jets and Giants. You yeah. can't get enough of them. Jets, Jags Mackie's Jets, Mackie's Giants, nothing more. He was in a tough spot on Monday with that Giants Cowboys game. Yeah, but guys, I hate the Giants. <laughs> that was the Mackie game of the week. Yeah, he's just mad that Cooper <laughs> Rush is doing well. Future. State. No, I'm mad that I'm mad that that fucking total hit 39. <laughs> Craziness. Craziness. You know what's funny is that I when I was making the card, I put in 39, and I was like, wait, I think it's at 38 and a half. Let me go check, and it was at 38 and a half, and I was like, this isn't gonna fucking matter. <laughs> hey Huff, what about that under last week on the uh, Steelers game, Steelers Browns game? That had a crazy ending too. If you teased it, I know that you guys took it straight up, but even those who teased it missed out yeah. with that play at the end. Yeah. Stuff like that, that, you can't account was for. Fucking, those two games, yeah, that you definitely can't account for. But those primetime games that start out so slow, I'm always sitting there at halftime. I'm like, damn, I wish I took the under. And then both team comes out with a scripted drive to start the second half. Touchdown, touchdown. I'm like, okay, all of a sudden a 3-3 game is now 10-10. And then, boom, someone scores another touchdown. It's like 17-10. You got, like, Mackie, you were sitting at under 38. Someone made a field goal. I'm like, oh, this is going to get fucked. And then that's exactly what happened. Hey, as long as you're not Russell Wilson in the prime time. As long as you're not Russell Wilson in the prime time. I bet that under with you. I didn't put it on my card, but I bet that under. And I was like, we just lost by a half point. Huff, you told me under 19 and a half first half. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to go full game. Just yeah. Go full game. And I yeah, went with you. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, you can't win them all. Yeah, Fuck. that's all right. Unreal. Yes. Yeah, these are a part of it. Always. Can't get away from them. All right. Good stuff out of that game. Out of that game out of London. Let's come back to the States with the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts for our first Sunday 1 o'clock game. Colts are favored this week. Spread at minus 3. Their money line at minus 174. And the total at 42.5. No trends from me for this game. So let's shoot over to Ace. Ace, what do you think? Colts Titans, a uh, good good divisional matchup here. Two teams that really need a win, right? Um, we we saw both of them grab one last week. Uh, Titans getting that much needed first win against the uh, Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, Indianapolis getting one against Patrick Mahomes, uh, one of the hottest teams in the NFL right there. So definitely good to see those two teams playing well. 
Three and a half point spread is uh seems like a lot in the division. Just three. Game. Oh, is it three? I got three and a half here. I'm on the ESPN yeah. app. Um. All right. Yeah, it's th- I got three on FanDuel, so three. Yeah, I love three. Actually, I was about to say I'd buy the half a point anyways. I actually think coming into the year, everybody was so high on the Colts, me included. After that first week with the tie and then another letdown game in the following week, everybody's jumped off the wagon. Um, after a big win against Patrick Mahomes, I love them in this spot here to cover those three points. I don't know about you guys. I mean, Jonathan Taylor should shred. We'll see a big running battle between Henry and uh, Taylor, but I, I, I think they bounce back with Pittman being healthy and uh, the Colts playing some better football after coming off that big I'm win right last there. week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And the t- and the Titans, both these teams coming off a win. Um, Titans getting their first win of the year. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, the home team. Uh, divisional matchup, I know I usually say give the points instead of taking a divisional matchup. But uh, I like the Colts at minus three. I think there's a chance this ends up pushing at a field goal win. But, um, yeah, I do like the Colts to uh, come out on their home field and take care of business. I, like you said, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Um, I'll take Jonathan Taylor. I know they're not going head-to-head, but – uh, Derrick Henry just hasn't really looked himself this year, and now the Titans uh, lose Taylor Lewan for the year. Um, but to talk on the Colts, Mackie, we called that game last week, huh? None of neither yeah, of us, dude, neither I of mean, us were ballsy enough to take it, but we called that game to a T. We said, <laughs> "Watch them." Loved them last week. You would, ne- you would never see me put that on a card, but you know, I, I'm I'm all for fading the public like that, especially when it's that dramatic. What was that like, ninety four percent or something? Ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, that's really what we said. We were talking about it when it was like 92. I go, we were literally like, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, same. Like, there's no. Yeah, yeah. that you can't always ride that though, Mac. You had Bengals Jets last week in the Bengals world. No, you definitely, you definitely can't always ride it. That's why I didn't really put it on my card. But like, I, I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I would never take a Chiefs minus minus five right there when there's 91 percent of the bets on. Agreed, them. agreed. But uh, in this game. I mean, this is a divisional matchup. You probably expected this to be, like, the two top teams in the division coming into the week. Really good game coming in. But uh, we're looking at both teams with one win. Colts are 1-1-1, one, 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 Titans 1-2. One, um, neither team really looks very good. It's a divisional game, low under. Um, I'm definitely leaning Colts here just because they have a stronger defense at the end of the day, and that's enough to get by in a divisional matchup in this type of game. Derrick Henry has looked awful. Um this could be a really close game. I don't know about three points. Probably going to push. Could be a, um, a field goal at the end of the game. But uh, I like the Colts here. Yeah, and then another thing you got to look at. Such a big game. Like you were saying, Mackie, besides being a divisional matchup, a lot pegged this one as being a big one coming into the year as the two uh, division leaders. And uh, I think this week, whoever wins this game has a chance to claim first place in the AFC South. I think the Jaguars have a tough matchup that we'll touch on later. I just... I just don't think the Titans are doing anything this year. They eked out a win last week and against the the Raiders, and they should I mean, they should they be two, two and one. Missed field goal who, cost who them. They be? Missed field goal cost them the that Giants. Win. Yeah, they missed a field goal. I mean, yeah, they also had a they also had a fourteen point lead for eighty percent of the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they kind of fumbled the bag with that game. Yeah, um, but still, the Giants are not a good team. And who did they lose to week two? The Titans? I forget. Somebody? No. Yeah, but either way, I agree they're not that good of a team, but I'm just saying they should be 2-1. I think they're due for a loss here to the Colts. I think the Colts are just a much better team on paper. So who do you think comes out in this division right now? I'd have to look at the schedules individually. I think if the Jaguars have a good schedule, I'd take them. 
What do you think about that pick? Jaguars have the best I, defense out of any of these teams. I I think the Jaguars are going to win this division. The I best think quarterback. Season, I think they would win it. Yeah, honestly, they're the most sound team right now. The thing is, though, how do they fare in divisional games? I, I think Trevor Lawrence might need another year. The thing is, this is, is this is his first year. This is his first year. Last year was a shit show for him. I don't think he'll have to run the division to win this division. I think he can go three and three in the division and still win this division. Yeah, you're not wrong there. The Colts have that, or the Titans have that first place schedule. I think the Titans are pretenders, anyways. But the Colts, um, I don't know. The Colts, the Colts are worthy. Worthy that team. tie. That tie is only going to help the Colts, and but but the Jags already whooped the Colts' ass twenty four nothing. Mm. Yeah, in a losing division, this is the tie is definitely a win. This is a big. That's a big game down the stretch. The next time the Colts and the Jaguars meet, you would think if it's later in the season, I don't know what week they match up again, but you would think Matt Ryan should come out on top with all the weapons and defense he has as the veteran. It'll be in Indy too. Youthful, It'll be in Indy. Yeah, against a youthful Trevor Lawrence, like that's a throwaway game in week two. You look back on it at the end of the schedule and you're like, that's why we missed the playoffs for the Colts. But yeah. But yeah, I think I think they ride that. They're riding high off that win last week. I think they take that into this game. Cover the spread. Three is a great line here, especially in the divisional game. You don't even have to buy the half a point. Give me the Colts minus three. You might look at that on my card. The emergence of Michael Pittman as a true wide receiver one is insane too. Yeah, you got a rusty quarterback back there. Yeah, maybe that's that's why he started so slow, eh? He didn't even play well last game, last week. Yeah, he, he hasn't even played his best football, and they're one one and one. But no, it's not that it's not he's not playing his best football. He's just not good anymore. Matt Ryan's not a good quarterback anymore. Oh, I agree. But you don't think he can play better than he is? But I think no, not really. But I think that they proved last week beating the Chiefs that they don't really need him to be wait, an All-Star wait, quarterback wait, wait, in the games. Is this how is this how like non-Steeler fans felt about Ben last year? Like, but Matt Ryan's just this old fucking quarterback. Ben hasn't been good in three years, anymore. dude. I I looked I look at I looked at Ben ten times worse than I'm looking at yeah. Matt Ryan right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he should have retired. I, think the I don't get were, why I don't get why these old guys do that. Like retire, dude. That Steelers team last year, that season was so wasted. You guys were literally Super Bowl contenders with a mediocre quarterback. Exactly. You, you had, you're the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, that's why I was so like pissed off about like okay yeah ben, Ben's last season let him do it but no you saw the Giants do it with Eli Manning for nothing you think the the Steelers can't do it with the best defense in in the last eight years, ten years. Yeah, another thing is too. Why why was the Steelers QB room so bad always? Like you didn't go get like a Tyrod Taylor or a Jacoby Brissett or someone that's valid as a backup. They had we too do, much. We don't do runners. They had too much faith in the rapist. We don't do runners. Yeah, I mean they brought in Mitch Trubisky a year too late. Actually, I think. If they had Mitch Trubisky a year or two ago, right when he left the Bears. That would have been elite. I don't, I would have liked him to start over Ben last year, but now you have Kenny Pickett. You have that QB controversy. It's way too much going on. Now. Just start Kenny Pickett. Our man. schedule's too hard to go to Pickett right now. I think. Yeah, it's way too early. So what, are you just gonna keep losing games to Trubisky? They're gonna lose either yeah, way. Yeah, let Trubisky. Not, Kenny Pickett's not. Yeah, we're gonna lose either way. Let Trubisky take this blame. You don't know that. He's not the savior. I I don't. You have, you have no know. idea. You can't tell me that that you that there's no possibility that Pickett can come in and just light it up. I mean, this week we have a decent matchup at home against the Jets, but like next week we're going to Buffalo, and then the week after we have the Bucks. Why don't you let him gain his feet against the Jets? You can win that game even if he plays like shit. 
I mean, the Steelers then, win games they're not supposed to all the time, but I'm not saying that's going to happen with a rookie quarterback coming in. So that's that'd be tough. I, I it's literally kind of something like that could go so either way. You know what I mean? And like obviously, you know, no one knows whenever you're going to go to someone when they're going to go to pick it. So it's like, I think it should be soon. Yeah, I do too. But we'll see. We'll see when he ends up doing it. Awesome, guys. Good stuff. Another 1 o'clock game we got going is the Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. Mackey's New York Giants coming in as the favorite this week at minus 3.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 178 and the over-under sitting at 39.5. No trends for me from this game. Mackey, you want to start us off? Your New York Giants. Hoping for a big (laughs) game out of them this week as they are the favorite. What do you think? Yeah, what are they, three-and-a-half-point favorites? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of wild. Um, I don't know. The Bears are, in my Bears opinion, the worst team in the yeah, league. Right, I don't know right. if you watched any of that Bears game last week, but, dude, Justin Fields is just brutal. Overthrowing receivers 15 yards right into the safety's hands. Like, I think he did it, like, two or three times, to be honest. Did you see he um, has, like, 27 pass completions through three weeks? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I saw he's he's missed the most. Like, he has, like, the missed... Most percentage missed passes or something like that. Yeah, they've completed like under thirty passes total in three weeks. Yeah, it's I don't think it's not true. I don't think it's fully on Justin Fields. It's definitely not fully on Justin Fields. That whole entire team is awful, but Justin Fields is not doing anything to help it. I think you put anybody else in that situation and they're doing better than what Justin Fields is doing. He has one win this season in a game that literally shouldn't even count considering it was like I, mean, I, I disagree. That I, th- range I think is ridiculous. I disagree. I think he's better than the bottom seven quarterbacks in the league. I dude, dude, did you watch any of that game last week? Have you seen the coaching staff, the offensive line, and playmakers on, that he has on both sides of the ball? He literally has it nothing. doesn't. It has nothing to do with it. It, matter, it matters him throwing fifteen yards over the people's head right into the safety's hands. He did it multiple times. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like once. Yeah. The I, only I, thing I he like can do as a quarterback on. is scramble and run the ball. I don't like the only thing he can ball. do is scramble and run the ball. He's also playing with. Like, it doesn't matter the. Okay, you have second and third options. You have checkdowns. You don't always go to your first option. You know what I'm eager to see is when his rookie deal is done and that team's still in tank mode and he goes somewhere else and plays well. He's never going to play well. There's nothing you can do, say to convince me that he's a good quarterback. I and think, I've I had some faith in him I think he's comparable to Jalen Hurts. That, that's actually astonishing that you're even saying that. Not, not yet. I'm saying he you has the not potential. Watched any pair. He has the potential to do it. Dude, you... you He's not doing you it right now watch at all. Any Bears nobody, game this year. nobody could even play football behind that O line with that coaching staff and the players they have on that Bears team. That's one of the worst teams in the league in the last ten years. I dis I disagree. I think many quarterbacks could be a lot more successful than he is right now. Hmm. I don't think so at all. I think I don't. I'm not saying he's good. I think he's like 24th in the NFL. <laughs> You you can't name seven quarterbacks worse than him in the NFL. I think he's better than Baker Mayfield. Eh, not Baker Mayfield. All right, we'll go with. Uh, no, he's not. Is he better than? Is he better than? Um, he's better than Mitch Trubisky for sure. He's better than. Yeah. Okay. That's. That's one. Um. He's better than Joe Flacco. He's better. Joe, Joe Flacco's not a starting starting quarterback. Would you rather have Justin Fields or Jared Goff? 
Jared Goff. Jared Goff miles are, is miles ahead of Justin Fields. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Justin. Jared, Jared Goff's Goff. having a good year this year. But no, give me Justin. He's Fields. He's not a bad quarterback. Justin Fields has potential. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, he's playing terrible right now, but his potential dude, go back and watch that game last week. Go back and watch that game last week and tell me that Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I'm you not saying can't. he's a good quarterback. I'm saying the potential's there. I take him for a franchise saying, for two or three years from now. He doesn't. I genuinely don't even think he has potential. Really, I do. I, I think he he's does. a college quarterback. He's a he's a college quarterback. That's what he is. Uh, I think he could go start on some teams right now. I, he does. He's better than Geno Smith. He's better than. Uh, let's see. I, I don't. I actually don't think so. I don't think he's better than Geno Smith. Maybe not. I think Mitchell Trubisky is yeah, probably the okay. only quarterback that he's better than. But the, the way the way that you're saying that though, like you're acting like you'd want those guys in your organization. I take Justin Fields over them out of the, any day. He has potential. Those guys are dead end quarterbacks. I I wouldn't before. The, before the season, I, I would say yes, but no, absolutely not. Because you've seen three bad games in front of the worst team in the league with no help on anywhere on the ball. They don't even target Darnell Mooney, but they have head asses coaching. On I'm the not. Sideline. I'm not. I'm not talking about him getting having zero time to throw the ball. I'm talking about when he does have time to throw the ball and he's looking at a receiver cut across the middle with in basically triple coverage and he misses him by 15 feet right into the safety's hands. You think God... Uh, yeah, that's all on him. That has nothing to do with the play call. If you have time to throw the ball, you can always have a second option. Yeah, but like he or said like he said in the offseason... You'd rather he, take a sack Like he said in the offseason, these receivers aren't even close to anything he played with in college. He's playing with terrible wide receivers that don't run routes What are you right talking way. about? Every single put... Every single one of these receivers were, pe- were the best receivers in college. You're telling me Darnell Mooney's not as said. good as... They don't target Darnell Mooney. Go look at the stats. They throw it to everybody but him. They target him right now. They He's always an option. You've got to cover someone. Who else are you going to cover on that? He's always an option. It's like bad play calling. They don't target him at all. You don't think if 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 Tom Brady was getting the worst play calls in the league, he'll he'll do an audible and find find his receiver. If you're a second-year quarterback, you can't audible out of every call your head coach is putting in. I... No, definitely not every call, but you could do it here and there, and you could figure things out. Uh, the only thing he knows how to do is scramble. We're the picking ball. apples. I'm not saying Justin Fields is good. I'm saying his potential is still there, and he's on one of the worst teams. And I'm just disagreeing with you. But regardless of all of this, <laughs> sta- of all of these statements, I still think the Bears win this game this week, just because Giants suck too, and they're a little high. on Mackie, the you and you right and now. Jerry Jones would cream your pants if you got Justin Fields down there. You got Cooper Rush, and you got Dak Prescott sitting on the bag for forty million Cooper every Rush- week. Cooper Rush is 2-0. We're looking at a 2-1 record. Right. Looking at a good spot for the rest of the season with Dak coming back in two weeks. I don't know what shit you have to talk about Dak. I don't, I don't know how that makes any sense. Because he's always on the sideline. Uh, we'll talk to me at the end of the season when the Patriots have four wins. But uh, How many rings have the, yeah, how think, many rings uh, the Cowboys game, have? When's the last time you won one? We have five. You guys have six. Congratulations. You guys are in the worst division in the league, and you can Tom, barely win Tom it. Brady, Tom, Brady is the only re- Tom Brady is the only reason the Patriots have ever been relevant. So? Why? What? Why would the? Why are the Cowboys relevant? What'd you say? You say why are no? the Cowboys? Did, did you say no? I said so. I said, what's the reason the Cowboys are relevant? Because Tony Romo fumbled a snap where they could have won a big game. No, it's or is it because they feed Zeke and he hasn't and been good in five years? Nineties. Yeah, in the nineties. So but breaking up before you were You're born. Before up. you were born. It doesn't matter when it happened. How many did they have though? It's an or- you're, How many? You're How an many? organization. We're going to bring up stats from the past. When you chirp the Yankees, they're going to bring up to their reign in the 90s. As they should. Their- exactly. Yeah, no, but even if you talk about your reign, it's not as long as ours was. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Your reign was one player. 
Um, I think there's a lot of people on there. That, you guys got blessed. How many you Hall guys, of Famers? How many Hall of Famers of came time. out of there? There's so many Hall of Famers that came out of there. You mean the best tight end of all time? Because the best wide receiver of all time. Of the best Brady. quarterback because of all of time. Tom Brady. The Hall of, of Fame Brady. defense. Hall of Fame defense. We've had the best. four guys go to the Hall of Fame off that defense. Alright, yeah, you had a nice defense, but... And we had Gronk and Randy Moss? Like, what? Everything everything revolves around Tom Brady. Rob Gronkowski's the best tight end in the world. Tom Brady's doing shit without him right now. Listen, yo, the only reason you're making me chirp the Patriots right now is because you you chirp the Cowboys. (laughs) We're we're chirping each other because of Justin Fields. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Justin Fields has zero potential. Yeah, but all right, that's such a bad game. Though. Let's hear what you have to say about this game. Uh, I don't know, bad game. I'm not gonna watch it. That's what I have to say. But I don't know. I'm not taking a spread on this one. The Bears is plus money is looks nice, but I'm not throwing on either team. I think I my projection coming into the year that these two would be fighting for the top draft pick. Huff, do you have anything on that game? It's. Uh, uh, yeah, that's just such a whack spread. The Giants aren't a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and I don't really like the Bears coming in this game on the road. I mean, if you're making me pick a spread, give me the Bears plus three-and-a-half, like maybe four. But um, I also like the under 39. I just think both offenses will struggle. But Daniel Jones has been able – like, Mac, he was running all over the fucking place Monday night, and I got pretty close on my passing prop. Like, the Giants' offense has shown potential. Like, it's just his decision-making where, like, he put one right in Trayvon Diggs' chest in the beginning of the first quarter on uh, Monday night, and it's like he drops that ball. Obviously, if he catches that, it could be a different game. Cowboys could have went right down and scored there, and we would have had a different game even at halftime, let alone then uh, the final score. But, I mean, I think people are really underestimating this Giants team. It's just Daniel Jones' decision-making. I don't think the team itself is that bad. I think they're like maybe two years away from being a legit contender. I know we're talking about this Sunday against the Bears, but, I mean, we're talking about how bad this Bears team is. It's just so hard to take a spread on uh, these tough games that are just like brutal that I don't even want to watch. But Hey, one quote, um, one, one, one thing I want to bring up about that game, Sterling Shepard out for the year too, so I'll plug it just like Odell oh. did on Twitter. Get uh, new turf at Met MetLife. That that's terrible. Like all those ACLs taken. There. I'd look. I'd. They just want to play on grass. They're sick of playing on turf. Yeah, they have so like like Odell said. They have so much money. Why why not do that? They do all of these other precautions to protect lo- players. They soften the league up. Why not fix the field they're playing? Because it because it looks better on turf. That's why. Stupid. What but if- yeah, I think that Giants team is actually pretty decent. Like, I'm not pretty decent. Like, they're going to make some noise, but, like... They have potential. I, I don't... Yeah. I agree. I, I actually don't disagree with you. Me, I, I me think either. the Giants... I think, uh... I think Daniel Jones is who Ace thinks Justin Fields is. I think he I think has sucks. that potential. He makes those throws... He makes those throws that... I don't think Daniel Jones is good at all. Don't get me wrong. But he makes those throws that you're like, wow, that was a, that was an elite throw. You think he still and has that's, potential? That's kind of what... That's what you. That's kind of how you were explaining Justin Fields, and I'm like, no, Justin. Fields I just think Justin Fields is young. Still, Daniel Jones is too old now for his potential. Really, I think he's. I mean, maybe if he gets a change of scenery, who knows? But I think we've seen enough. He's had the weapons. See, I think the Giants are. I think the Giants are actually going to try to stick with him. They're just building that defense and team. They right are. Him. I mean, 
at, at this point that you got to stick with him. You've yeah, stuck with him for this long. They're just no this he's year. Just, but you're saying in the he future? is just so average. That team around him will win games. You're saying you stick with him after this year? Yeah. I think the Giants are going to after this year. Really? Barring he doesn't line, blow dude. the rest they of the season. Line. They need a line. Yeah, I don't. That's what I mean. They're I just they've Mackie. just been drafting O line, D line. They got Thibodeau and that Neil dude in the first round this year. Evan that Neal. was a huge first round for them. I agree. I they've yeah. been all they've been doing is drafting O line and defense. And look at their receivers too. They have Kadarius. They've Tony. been doing exactly what I want the Steelers to do. And we fucking go pick a flashy quarterback that we're not even playing. Like, pick O-line. We have a terrible yeah. fucking O-line. Huff, what do we say? need to just draft O-line. Where do you win the game in the trenches? Look at the steel. The, I mean, yeah, the, the, Niners, the Niners do it with Jimmy G. You know? Literally, bad quarterbacks make it far all the time. Like They couldn't do it on Sunday night. No. One point. They lost the, they lost the baseball game. <laughs> 11-10. Barely a baseball game, but still, that's not a football game. Yeah, not a great game to bet on there. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take the Giants minus three and a half. What's the play? (laughs) All right. Late call by Huff taking Giants minus three and a half there. I'm going to go. I'll take minus three. Under 39 and a half. Giants minus three, under 39 and a half. I'm not putting this anywhere on anything, but I'll say Bears money line. Wow, all right. You better have that on your card. <laughs> no way. Bears money line plus I'm not touching that. Great <laughs> there, but if yelling, Justin Fields, three if, plus touchdowns. Justin Fields' touchdown is always a good bet, though. If someone's going to score, it could be him, you know? Dude, I wanted to do it the first yeah, touchdown run the against the Packers, and it hit. I was fucking pissed. Didn't he, didn't he, didn't he have two and that game? Did, did, didn't he have two that game? Did he run that ball? Should have had Huff, two. Did he, yeah. Huff, did he run that ball in? Yeah. He should. Right, he, might as well just fucking put him behind the quarterback instead of fucking at he sh- quarterback. He like should have had two. Like he the, ran another one in, and like the, the, they called the him down. Lamar. I he, is who, he is who everyone thought Lamar was. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Idiots. People. I can't believe they passed. Everybody passed on Lamar Jackson. Lamar is so much more athletic than Justin Fields. No, yeah, I know. But when Coming he first came in the league, everyone yeah. was like, oh, running back can't be a quarterback. He he can only run the ball. He can't throw it. That's Justin Fields. That's Justin just an Fields old school racist bigger. mantra. Honestly, like that's the only reason I feel like some old heads say that. Like a lot of people our age would never say. Like we're high on the running quarterback. Maybe it's just the new NFL. It's also the old era versus the new era. Yeah, yeah. Same with same thing with the NBA. You're jacking threes from fucking five feet behind the three point line. Everyone's like, oh, I don't play the game that way. And they care, they yeah. say it's just to the inflate stats, but they don't care. They just want to win games. Like literally, Lamar does what. He's been doing his whole life. That's why he's so good. He just wins games, right? We need to keep finding a different way to win, an unguardable way to win. Yeah, not a great game to put the money on this week, I don't think. But everybody said their pick, so let's see what they end up putting on their card for this game. Mackie, I think you might. That's my prediction. I might have to to prove a point. Exactly right. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move forward. The Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Great game here. The Bills coming in as the favorite at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 162. Ravens money line at plus 136. The over-under sitting at an even 51. I got a couple trends here. Starting off with the Ravens. The Ravens are 7-1 against the spread since 2015 as a home dog. The Ravens are 15-3 against the spread in their last 18 games as the underdog. 
The under is 8-2 and two in the past 10 meetings between these clubs. And the Bills have lost five straight at Baltimore. Pretty interesting there. That last trend really gets me. Bills losing five straight in Baltimore. So that plus three just looks all the more appetizing to me. What do you think, Huff? You going to start us off here? This is a really tough game. Obviously, this is going to be one of the ones that a lot of people are going to be watching on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, you got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Um, it's tough. Like you said, Ravens very good at home here. Um, I'm going to just come right out. The Bills, they shouldn't have lost that game last week, but they did. But um, tough spot for them coming off or on another road game after off a loss. I hate to say the Bills could lose two in a row here, but I'm not betting against Lamar Jackson at home and getting points. I'll buy a half point. I'll take the Ravens plus three and a half uh, to come out on top here at home, but I'll take the points. I mean, Bill's got to lose games sooner or later. Like, they got to lose games. It doesn't matter if it's two weeks in a row. They got to lose games. Yeah, I'm going to – can we deem this a game of the week? Yeah, this is – I mean, yeah, this is definitely, like, not the number one game I'm rooting to bet on, but this is going to be the number one game I'm going to be watching wire to wire. Definitely. I think this is – See, this is a this is a weird matchup because we're looking at two teams that are both two and one, and I could see both these teams winning 13, 14 games. So it's tough because you start season two and two, and it's hard to be- bounce back from winning thirteen games. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you see a home dog in Lamar Jackson, and you, you what what tempts you not to take that? I mean, I guess you're going against the Bills, you're going against Josh Allen. They're coming off a loss. You're not expecting either of these teams to really lose back to back games at all this year. Um, I'm going to go with the over. I like over 51. I think it's a shootout. I think it's relatively like a, a – I think the Bills have a pretty heavy lead going into half, and I think Lamar Jackson just comes out and uh, puts up a few touchdowns. I think it's going to be like a 60 – the over or the over-under will, will end up being at like 60, 61. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like the Ravens at home here. I think they're giving them three points as at home is definitely a play here. Yeah, this is, like you guys said, definitely game of the week. Um, two two one teams coming in. Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen, one of the matchups everybody's dying to see. I'm definitely going to keep this on my TV instead of that Fields-Jones matchup. Um, but interesting to look at when it comes down to it. You have Lamar Jackson, the most mobile quarterback in the league, going against a very versatile defense. I know they lost their two safeties, which is going to be crucial. They lost, I believe, was it Micah Hyde for the year? And Jordan Poyer was out last week. That definitely contributed to their loss. I don't know if Poyer's back this week or vice versa. Um, But those two safeties being down are crucial in stopping Lamar Jackson. But Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White, Kyrie Elam, a lot of edge rushers. you got Von Miller. Um, That's a tough group to go against. Matt Milano, too. We've seen that highlight of Lamar shaking him out of his shoes. So I think Lamar actually keeps the uh, momentum going. I know he... Didn't he look good last week? Obviously, he had a great game against Patriots, but like that was a close game down the wire, and the Patriots aren't a good team. So against the Bills, they're gonna have to step their game up a lot more, um, lock down on that defense. I like the over, like Mackie said here, 51 points, not a lot for either of these quarterbacks to get. I think this could be 30 plus from each side and come down to that foot of Justin Tucker. So while I think the Ravens do win the game, I might be like Huff on my card and by that three and a half point spread so I can still win when Justin knocks that one through. Best kicker in the league. This is one of the games you could see going to overtime. So if anybody ever sprinkles, I know there's those crazy bets we see all the time, like hammering game to go to overtime or something like that. That might be something fun to look at. 
But yeah, I'm definitely leaning Ravens here, thinking Lamar Jackson has another big day. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to decide up till Sunday because I'm just like I don't know. I just feel like Lamar Jackson loses big games like this all the time. The fact that it's one o'clock is the only thing that's like going against me from taking the Bills. Um, and they're on the road, coming off a loss. I don't know. I, I, I'll I'll probably have a pick on this game, uh, maybe on my card, but um, I just don't know which way I'm leaning yet. Josh Allen still has. I a right, now, real quick. right now, I like the Ravens with the points. Would you say plus plus three and a half? Sick, Huff. I like that play a lot. Um, also, can I give a I, can I give a quick stat real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, so this, so over the three weeks, the spread has come into play only six times. The record's 41 and six where the spread has not even come into play. Meaning the favorite has either covered the spread or the dog won out, right? Wow. So basically just saying, if you're going to take a dog, you might as well take the money line because there's a lot more value in it. I do like that. But the one time you, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is, that is weird. That is weird to think about. One of those. I think that's a weird stat because I feel like it does land in that. In that. You want to know something though? I like feel like I feel like range. those. I feel like those. Um, spreads though, like they're good in the big primetime esque games. Like it would have bailed you kind of in like that Chargers Chiefs game, the Bucks Packers game. Maybe you tease the Ravens here too, right? That would be a good one to tease down, get two scores for them. Um, yeah, a lot of plays you can do with the Ravens, so definitely check out our card. Um, I still think Josh Allen has a big day in the loss, though. What do you think a 2-2 two and two start does for Josh Allen's MVP odds? Oh, bumps him down, so that, that'd be the time to buy, right? Whoever, wins, mean, this game is, whoever he... wins this game is the MVP favorite, right? Probably. But then what happens when Josh Allen throws five touchdowns next week at home against the Steelers? <laughs> See that's the thing. That's why you uh, you said you buy it after this game if he goes two and two. Yeah, Josh Allen is. He's at plus three hundred. He's right still now, gonna eat though. I feel like it, this might be one of those games that's an instant classic. I like I like taking the Ravens maybe with points. I like the three and a half. Like Huff said, that's gonna be a good card play. But even those teasers, you see Huff rocking those two teamers where you get a lot of points. Two scores with Lamar Jackson at home might be something to might be something to look at. Good stuff there coming out of Baltimore. Let's move over to the Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. We got the Chargers favorited this week at five and a half points. Their money line at minus 235 and the over under at 44 and a half. No trends from me this week. But we got the Texans really looking for a win here <coughs> as they are winless. What do we think? Mac, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, um, weird game, weird spread. You got the home team plus five and a half. Texans haven't looked bad. I think Davis Mills has looked better than people have thought he would. Um, Chargers coming off a pretty uh, tough loss to the Jaguars, but with a 38 to 10 in a game that they were favorited by six points, seven points. So, uh, you never like to see that. Uh, I actually think the Chargers bounce back heavy here. I think they, Justin Herbert has a, or has a, one of the best games of the season he'll have, and uh, I think I think the over, I think he'll, they'll hit the over. What's that? Forty four. But uh, I think the Chargers have a big bounce back game. I still think they're one of the best teams in the league. I think they're gonna still be fighting for that AFC West division. With the looks like it's probably just gonna be them and the Chiefs. But um, I, I like the Chargers here. I like them with the points. They get in blowout fashion, and I think they get back on track here. 
I think Austin Eckler is also comes out of his coma in this game as well. Yeah, I like the Chargers in this spot. I like a minus five and a half. Uh, win this game by six or more. I think they get back to their, like you said, a bounce-back game after a home loss to a Jaguars team that is kind of on the up-and-coming as well. A lot of people underrating them coming into this year, but um, I had the Jags in that game with the points. Um, yeah, but this Chargers team, I think they come into Houston, get the win by six or more. I like the ja- or I like the Chargers with the points. Yeah, Huff, uh, of the people that were high on those Texans coming into the year, I actually kind of was, if you remember. Um, the oncoming of Damian Pierce has been strong the last two weeks. I know that their OC and head coach have committed to getting him the ball a lot more, and he's produced when he's gotten it. Um, I think you saw last week. He, did he go over 100 last week? I know he got in the end zone. He had, I know he had a good game, yeah. Yeah, so those I don't know his exact those, stat line. And another thing to look at is their their matchups. They've played good teams so far. they played the Colts. they played the they played the Broncos. And uh, so I know they haven't grabbed one yet, but they're one of those hard-fighting teams. They remind me of last year's Lions, where they're going to win one eventually, but every game they're going to be right in. I'd be hesitant with that Chargers minus five. I know it's a get-right game. It's also a trap game. Justin Herbert still him, him, or hindered by that injury. I know those broken ribs, that's an easy, not an easy thing to come back from. Um, he had some great plays last week, but also had some... Uh, tough looking one so if he takes another wrong hit he, he could looked be, hurt he could be out of the game imagine he takes another hit this week and he gets knocked out in the second quarter and you're sitting with charges minus five and chase daniel under center against davis mills in houston with with brandon cooks damian pierce i mean they're a feisty group they're looking to grab their first win of the season you know how hungry some teams can be i'm not i don't really hate i I don't think Houston's that bad this year, to be honest. No, and they'll this could get, be a, this could be another good one. You tease Houston up, get Houston at like thirteen and a half. I don't know because I I feel like if Justin Herbert has his game and if he's healthy, he'll they can win this game by 20, 20 plus points. It's a bounce back situation. Yeah, is he them, healthy yeah. though? How long is an in, oh, rib injury to come back from? Did he have to get that shot last week that everyone was talking about? No. I don't think so. The quarter zone shot then? Yeah, whatever that painkiller shot that they punctured Tyrod the ty- Taylor. Tyrod Taylor killing shot? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Jesse, looked like he just ripped a line. That's a scary, that's oh, a scary game, though. Stay away. If you can hear me, stay away so from that game. I do think Eckler gets out of his funk, but it's just like such a high-powered team. Did you guys see Joy Bosa on IR, too? Yeah. JC, that team's banged up. JC Jackson's been hurt. Uh, yeah, and um, Slater's out for the year. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This is a tough spot for the Chargers. This is a stay away game. I know that the Chargers. It's a get. They look at it as a get right game, but they're probably worried internally about how to fill the holes rather than what's on the horizon. They might take them lightly. This Texans team. They've been playing so well. I mean, that money line's sitting fat. Maybe I throw on it. I don't know if I'll throw it on my card, but that's the only play I'd be looking at if I'm picking a side here. Chargers start one and three. With, if you said at the beginning of the season, I would have called you crazy. But they're, when your quarterback yeah. breaks his ribs, no, I know what you're saying their the whole team are, is so banged up. We were so high on this defense. J.C. Jackson, Bosa, the two cornerstones of that defense are out. Mm. I know they still have Cleo yeah, Mack and Derwin of, uh, James, but I mean, yeah, you know, Rayshon I mean, Slater, we can name all the guys, Mack. Rayshon Slater off of the year, Mackie. That's big, I think. Yeah, it's actually huge. This team, this team. I mean, even like when you say like they still have like Cleo Mack and um, 
just like the defensive names they have, but you're still trying to your 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 game planning or your game plan before those guys being injured, injured like JC Jackson, Joey Bosa, like you have to change your entire entire game plan because you have backups in now, yep. especially on that line. Like you gotta definitely favor that whatever side he's not on. Maybe we're wrong, and this is the get no, right a complete, game. It's a co- but this is a stay away game for me. I I think it's a get right game. I think the Chargers still win this game by ten plus. I think they cover the game, but. I mean, like you said, if Justin Herbert takes one bad hit, he could be out for the game, and it's a completely different ball game we're talking about. Yeah, I, I see it as a trap game for the uh, for them. Texans are a tough fighting team. They're gonna get. They're not gonna go winless this year. I'll tell you that. No, definitely not. I don't think any team really will this year. I don't think any team's really that bad. What about uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, they remind me what of those lions. They they remind me of those lions. Oh, the the Raiders are winless. They're the only un- winless team in the league. Oh, they're not gonna. They're, yeah, no, no team's gonna go winless this year. I think each every team gets at least like four wins this year, five wins maybe. Hmm. Agreed. This will be an exciting game to watch. Honestly, well, might not be the highest scoring one like that Bills Ravens game, but you could see like a twenty seventeen game, maybe similar to that Broncos Texans game. <laughs> so take the under. Yeah, it's it's so unpredictable with Herbert's injury. Alrighty, next up we have the Seattle Seahawks at the De- Detroit Lions. The Lions are the favorite this week at four and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus two fifteen, and the over under sitting at forty eight and a half. No trends for me on this one. Ace, start us off. What do you think? Yeah, I mean we've been high on those uh, underdogs the last two games, but here I'm gonna hammer the favorite. I love Detroit. You said they were at home this week. Yep. Yeah, I love that at home. Give me that half a point. I'll take them by four, but I don't see anything in the Seattle team. I don't understand how they've been hanging around. I think I know I'm a WVU guy, but Geno Smith is washed. I saw him playing for the New York Jets. Like they're not going to keep this up. I I love the Lions. Um, they've been pounding the rock all year. Jared Goff, uh, Mackie alluded to it earlier, Super Bowl contender previously in his career. He's got stuff in the tank. Um, they'll have no answer for a Monroe St. Brown. He's been electric. I don't know how you guys feel about him, but I look at the team to put up a lot of points. They're going to get in the end zone a lot, and I don't think the Seattle Seahawks can do the same. Give me four. I'm right there with you. I like the Lions minus four and a half on home at home against a weak Seahawks team. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions. They've, they've shown a lot of good things throughout the first couple weeks of the season. I think there's a good spot for them at home to win this game by five or more. Mackie, real quick before you jump in, um, you know what's going to be dynamite is when Jamison Williams, if he comes back this season, that'll be a nice addition to this team and spur them to go into playoffs. Remember when you guys called me crazy at the beginning of the year and I said the Lions make, might make the playoffs? I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. We'll see. I think when it comes down to it, like, uh, they're going to be sitting right outside. But I do really love this Lions team. I think, uh, like I said, the Seahawks really have nothing, nothing to offer this year. They have a... Uh, what do you guys call it? A Mickey Mouse win on week week one against the Broncos. I, everyone in there, everyone was against uh, was against the Seahawks that that week at home. You should have seen it coming. But uh, other than that, this team really doesn't have much to offer. I think the Lions, Dan Campbell has the Lions moving, and uh, that heart in that locker room is unmatched with any other team in the NFL. I think so. Jared Goff looks good. Ramon Ross St. Brown couldn't ask for more out of that guy. I think they, uh, they've they been putting up a touchdown, so I think that keeps going this week, and I think they cover four and a half points. Yeah, I also think that they have one of the best 
running back duos in the league, honestly. If you talk about a two-headed snake in that backfield, what teams come to mind? Obviously, the Cleveland Browns, but I think the, the Lions are right up there in one of the top five, ten duos in the league. Swift and Williams. It's definitely severely underrated. Yeah. It's definitely an underrated backfield. Big fan. Okuda's the real deal, too. Out of Ohio State. Yeah, he clamped Jay uh, Jettis last week. Yeah, those are Ohio State boys. You got Olave, Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah, gonna be gonna be fun to watch the next few years. All right, let's move forward. Jumping down to Pittsburgh, the New York Jets, Mackey's New York Jets at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers coming in as the favorite at home this week at minus three. The money line at minus one sixty eight, and the over under at forty one and a half. No real trends for me this week, but hopefully the Steelers can cover the spread. What do we think? Huff, start us off. Um, I really don't think the Steelers are deserving of a three-point spread here. I think it should be more of a pick game. I'm not really saying too much about this Jets team, but um, they've shown they, they have some fight in them and some good things to their offense. I really like what Garrett Wilson's doing, how they're utilizing him. Um, they have a good run game with Brees Hall. I think this Jets team has a potential to come here and win this game on Sunday. Um it's going to be, you know what I mean, contingent on Zach Wilson is starting this game, correct? I don't know. Is he? Is yeah, he back? Yeah, I, I saw that too. Is it confirmed though? I don't know if it's confirmed, but if Zach Wilson's playing this game, I do like the Jets plus three. Give me, I'd take the half point and take the Jets plus three and a half. Um, I'm not obviously going to take that as a pick on my card and go against my Steelers, but um, I do like I do like the Jets in this spot. I think they win this game. Yeah, Huff, um, it's crazy, though. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers come in and win this game. You want to know something? It seems like every single year the Steelers get to play the Jets just so they don't go winless. They get those free matchups every year. It's like, oh, good. Who are the Steelers well, We playing? don't do good against the teams Jets. like this. Yeah, but I like them this week. I actually think it's a downgrade starting Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco is the second leading passer in the league, and you're going to sit him on the bench. I mean, they beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, that's something they didn't think was possible, I don't think. I mean, Joe Flacco's been playing well, and Zach Wilson... The Steelers team beat the Bengals, though. Yeah, Zach Wilson coming off of an injury in his first game back in Heinz Field. I know it's not called that anywhere, but I'm still referring to it as Heinz Field. Um, Coming into Heinz Field, I know there's no T.J. Watt, but that defense is menacing. You think that Zach Wilson's going to be able to do anything? He's going to be seeking ghosts on the sidelines in uh, Pittsburgh, and he's going to be throwing a few picks this week. I like that Steelers defense. Maybe they even get in the end zone. Look for Minka to definitely snag one. But, uh, yeah, Najee Harris is going to eat this week uh, about time, right? I'm going with the Steelers minus three here. I did, yeah, I didn't I did, I didn't add the, the other one that I liked. I do like the under 41.5 in this game. I like that more than a spread. I'll probably mm-hmm. end up taking that, obviously, because that's not really going against my Steelers. What about Najee to get um, in? I do, like the, I do like the under. I'll obviously look at all the props. Some of the Sunday props aren't out. Like, I don't have any touchdown props for this game, but – uh, Najee has been a he's been questionable some of the running routes or the rushing attempts that I've seen so far uh, people are kind of questioning his you know vision throughout the first couple weeks of the season uh, I do think he gets in on Sunday um, but yeah Steelers coming home uh, like you said now I'm starting to kind of overthink it but Steelers uh, it's going to be tough for them to start the season 0-2 at home but um, I don't know I, I 
This is the game where they Go say ahead. Joe Flacco should be the starting starting quarterback. Zach Wilson's going to have to sit the bench after he few, loses a few games, I think. Joe Flacco was doing so well. I know we kind of shit on him earlier, but he's playing well. Why are you changing that? I also agree. I don't really see much of an upgrade with Zach Wilson. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a downgrade, but uh, Joe Flacco's really been doing his thing. He's been doing all right. So, I don't know. You have a Jets team that's 1-2. and two. You probably don't see that very often. It should be 0-3, but... But it isn't confirmed. You could see Joe Flacco here. Oh, no, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Yep, yep, yep. Zach Wilson. Sadly. I mean, the Steelers are going to – I think we were talking about get-right games earlier. This is a get-right game for Najee Harris, right? Uh, that's what I see it as. I like that backup running back that you guys have in Pittsburgh too, the rookie. Who is that? Yeah, he's, he's actually dynamite off the bench. He kind of gives you guys that change of pace you need. Nice little receiving back to help out a stagnant offense. You got to think the matchups on the outside. You think Sauce Gardner, who's he going to cover all three of them? You got that three head snake with all those wide receivers, and they have nobody over the middle to cover Fryer Muth. You're going to be hearing Muth in the end zone at Hines if you go to the game this week, Huff. It's going to come down. I'd always say, I always say with the Steelers these past couple of years, it comes down to the offensive line for Najee. It's like, I know he's a beast, but. That's why you know I'm saying. I mean? the this is a get right game running back that, for him in the line. Just with a weak Jets defense, I'd say. Yeah. Steelers minus three. I like the, I like the under. I like the under. I'll, I'll fuck it. I'm I'm not going against. I'm definitely lean. I like Steelers money line. It's just so steep. So steep. Minus one sixty eight. Not not much value. I like I like Chris Boswell too. He's on that fat deal. He'll be penning some through for you. This kind of final score that'll be like. 16 oh, I was, 12. I was going to say 19 to 13 Steelers. Yeah, like some, something just field goals, field goals, field goals. Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris touchdown in the second quarter is the only touchdown of the game. You don't think Firemuth gets into I Mitch Trubisky, it's like he's not good, but like, I don't know. I just feel like the Jets are You dumb. go to your tight end. I mean. Yeah. The, well, they have, they have Pickens is. You know he's been complaining about the ball. They got to get feed him. Those, those, there's too many receivers. There's too many weapons for that weak Jets team, and they're changing the guard at quarterback. I don't know. Seems too much. I love the Steelers at home. Mike Tomlin's got the boys going. Black Air yeah. Force One energy. All right, good stuff. Let's move forward to our next game. I think Ace is excited about this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles coming in as the favorite at minus 6.5. Met their money line at minus 290. And the over-under at 46.5. I got a couple trends here. The Eagles are 10-2 straight up in their last 12 versus AFC South opponents. The over is 9-2 and in Philadelphia's last 11 versus AFC South opponents. Jaguars are 0-17 straight up in their last 17 non-conference games, as well as 1-18 straight up in their last 19 road games. What do we think here, Ace? You want to start us off? Yeah, this is a great matchup, honestly. We have the Jaguars who have been exceeding uh, expectations. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, one of two remaining undefeated teams. They added so much in that offseason and showing prevalent on that defense. Darius Slay holding it down, the rest of the gang, and Jalen Hurts doing what he does. 
um, getting in the end zone and finding A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They have weapons everywhere. Um, and then on the other side, you have Trevor Lawrence. But who's he led by now? Doug Peterson, right? Doug Peterson. Uh, playing against his former team, one of those uh, like old-school matchups, you know? He get, I don't think he's faced the, uh, faced the Eagles yet. Definitely hasn't faced them as a Jaguar, but I'd like to – I don't know. I like the under in this game, honestly. I think they're two really good defenses. Um, six and a half is a lot for the uh, Eagles to cover, but I don't know. It's tough. I might I be looking at the keys here. I don't know. They're such a good team, though. They look like the best team in football right now, in the NFC at least. On both sides of the ball, they're, they're getting things done. Um, you you, you got to stop them on the ground and through the air. Jalen Hurts, you know. It is what it is, but uh, that defense is good, too. I don't know. I like maybe teasing one of the teams here. I do think the Eagles definitely win. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but Doug Peterson facing his former team kind of scares me a bit here for the Eagles. Give me the under, though. Look at those defense to eat. I do like that under 46.5, obviously. Uh, a lot of people high on the Eagles, and like you said, for good reason. They do look like the best team in the NFC coming in at 3-0, and one of the only undefeated teams left, um, but this Jaguars team has been sneaky throughout the first three weeks of the season. I'm not saying they, like you said, I do like the Eagles come out on top here. I just think six and a half is a lot. Same thing I said last week going to the Chargers. Uh, obviously, time change a lot more, you know what I mean, travel involved going to that game. But uh, it's going to be tough for them to win two tough road games in a row. I know the Chargers were a pretty banged up team. Um, I think kind of like the stat that Mackey pulled a little earlier, though, I think somehow like if where like the spread doesn't come into play i think if the jaguars are going to cover this spread i think that we somehow see them win this game uh we maybe see a jalen hurt like jalen hurts true colors of last season come through uh maybe like two interception game um, that's not necessarily what i'm predicting but um i'm leaning i think i like jacksonville plus seven i've just kind of been riding them um and they haven't really given me a reason to go away they've won most of the games that i've taken them with the points um so I'm going to take Jacksonville plus seven here. I don't love it. I'm not, probably not going to go on my card. Like you said, Philly just so dominant both sides of the ball so far. But um, this is prime teaser opportunity. You get Jacksonville at like 10 and a half, 13 and a half. That's um, exactly that, I what really I was like thinking. It. I was waiting for you to say that. You love the two teamers. Um, you get two touchdowns with that. But like you said, that might not be something I go towards too. Like we've been saying, we've been hitting the nail on the head there. They're dominant on both sides of the ball. We've seen what they can do. I mean, that's a scary team to bet against that Eagles team. Uh, I do like that's what I mean. I like, like what you said with that interception. Jalen Hurts shown his true form against the for- former Eagles coach Doug Peterson, defensive mastermind. They just got a shutout last week, right? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I like the twenty-four-seven game to the Vikings. You might as well call that a shutout. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most of the game, but I like the under here with two two great defenses, young quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, going to be a good game to watch. This is going to be one of the ones we see at the uh, witching hour. Yeah, um, Jalen Hurts yeah, touchdown might... something to look at every week too. He gets in the end zone a lot and he takes a lot of carries. Every play he's looking for an RPO, so he always has the option to run. Yeah. I like the thoughts, Ace. Let's go forward to the Cleveland Browns at the Atlanta Falcons. The Browns are the favorite against the Falcons at one and a half points. Their money line at minus 126. Falcons money line sitting at plus 108. In the over-under at 48.5. No trends from me. But both these teams just battling for their spots in 
never mind. Disregard that. Ace, what do you think? They're definitely battling for their spots in the NFL. Um, yeah, Browns, Falcons. I'm I'm high on the Browns. I think they have the best tandem in the backfield. I always say this every week. I feel like I um. Is Miles Garrett? Record. Is there any chance Miles Garrett doesn't play in this game? Uh, let's go look at. I'll go look at his uh projection here. But like I've been saying all year, you got Chunt. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Chunt. They did it last week. They covered the spread against the uh, <laughs> Steelers, but you just feed them all game. I, I've been saying this all year. I love that they don't have a good quarterback right now. Not that Jacoby Brissett is bad. I think he's one of the better, one of the best backups in the league. He's a competent quarterback. He learned from Tom Brady, so makes sense. But uh, with a quarterback like that, what do you have to do? Pound the rock. And those are their two best players on their team. I've been waiting all year. Baker Mayfield threw the ball way too much on that offense. Like, put the ball in Chubb's hand, put the ball in Hunt's hand, and when you do throw it, throw it to your best receiver, right? He's been targeting Amari Cooper is having a resurgence out in Cleveland. I don't even know if it's a resurgence. He's been eating the last few years, but for some reason he was slept on moving from Dallas to Cleveland. Um, once one of the best receivers in the league, he's going to continue to eat. And Dave Njoku had a big resurgence game. I know uh, Stefanski said that that's going to be game script, depending on how they want to use him and how the other team matches up. But... Uh, yeah, I, the Falcons hard fighting team too, but I'd I'd look to see uh, a lot of points from the Browns this week. I might take the over on this game. The Falcons are sticking and hanging around with people. Um, what do you got for the exact spread on this game with the Browns? Minus one and a half. Oh yeah, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns for sure. Um, I think they win this team. They're an underrated team. I think everybody was so high on them last year. Remember, they were like, "This is the Browns' year." I think it, they're actually, yeah, yeah they, they had a disappointing year because of that, and now they get to come in with with lowered expectations. They're coached under a second year. I know they have Watson and all that craziness, but Jacoby Brissett does a good job of quieting things down and just playing football. He's looked pretty good to me. Um, I don't know about you guys. They've beaten a lot better teams than the Falcons, so I think they get it done again this week. But look for the over here. Um, the Falcons have been known to stick around all year, and they can get in the end zone. A little bit, but uh, that Browns defense, we saw it last week against the uh, Steelers, it's suffocating. Give me Browns minus one and a half. Chunt. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I was asking about the Miles Garrett thing, not necessarily leaning away if he's not playing. I do like the Browns in this game. Uh, this will be a game that I'm for sure watching as uh, you were leaning against the – you're very big on the running backs. I kind of – I was very questionable in my – one fantasy team, I had a bunch of the great receivers falling to me the way I was drafting. I got like Cup and then Devontae and then A.J. Brown, and I was just stacking my receivers and flex, and then I'm like, damn, I have no running back. I think I, then I went Mahomes, and I was just like, dude, I need a running back. And then I ended up with Chubb and then Cordero Patterson in back-to-back rounds, and I was like, if these running backs work, work out for me, I have a fucking loaded team. And – Obviously, Cordell Patterson's been the leading rusher throughout the first couple weeks of the season. Nick Chubb's been Nick Chubb, the three-touchdown game. So this is definitely going to be a game that I'm going to be watching. I love the Browns in this spot to go down to Atlanta and get the win here. Uh, just take a minus one and a half because, I mean, um, I don't really – you know what I mean? It's tough. This is another really good one. I'd like to get the Browns in a teaser and get them at plus three and a half and some fluke shit. They lose this. But um, I think the Browns come out on top here. Like you said, Jacoby Brissett, just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. Uh, give it to Kareem Hunt out of the backfield as well. Um, Mari Cooper, another player I have on one of my fantasy teams. So this can definitely be a game that I have my eyes on. 
Uh, I like the Browns here. I, I do like the over, like you said. Atlanta's been sticking around in games. They've shown their ability to – they don't necessarily want to get the ball to Kyle Pitts, but they're going to get the ball to the rookie Drake London, who's been electric for the first three weeks of the season for Atlanta. Uh, and like I said, Cordero Patterson's been Cordero Patterson, that he's been uh, just a consistent, underrated running back over the past three years. But uh, I do like the Browns here. Give me the Browns. Yeah, I've been coming to appreciate Cordero Patterson, as you guys say it, more and more. But uh, Drake London might pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year before the season started, if you recall. Yeah, you did. Um, but yeah, the Browns' defense, Miles Garrett, I'm seeing here that he wasn't at the facility today. So that that doesn't bode well for his availability. Um, his status is up in the air. Nobody really. I just want. Nobody really I just knows. want him chasing Mariota all over the place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we need him on the field. But even without him, there's so much uh, firepower on that defense. Let me see if Clowney's playing real quick. I know he was out last week, but they look so good against your team. You guys saw it. Clowney also questionable, didn't practice. So those are. That's two big yeah. question marks. Yeah, those are two big question marks. Your best edge rushers, but I still think they have enough on the other side to get it done. I think that offense is just really good. Just Kevin Stefanski, good coach. Give me the Browns minus one and a half against a weak Falcons team that's going to stick around. Browns minus one and a half over. Those are my plays. Watch Chunt get in the end zone. Either one, pick them both if you want. High on the Chunt. Always high on the Chunt. Alrighty, alrighty. Next up, the Washington Commanders at Mackey's Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are the favorite in this matchup at minus three. Their money line at minus 164 in the over-under sitting at 41.5. I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. I like the minus three spread. I think it fits the game, even though 72% of the money is on Dallas. What do we think here? Ace, you want to start us off? Yeah, I do. I, um, you know what's crazy is coming into last week, everybody was very high on the Commanders after they had two. Uh, what did they start off two and zero? No, 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 no. They lost to the. They beat the Jaguars week one, then they lost to the Lions. All right, but it was a tough game against the Lions where it came down to the wire, right? Yeah, they they went down big at half, and then they came back yeah, in the second made half. Made a comeback. They can. You know what that tells me? In both games, they had a shootout. They can put up points, and Carson Wentz can do it. When it matters, I mean, they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Philadelphia Eagles last week. So disregard that game. Um, I think they put up too many points for Cooper Rush to score. I don't think he goes four and zero as a starter. Um, I think he comes back down to earth a bit. That that Cowboys offense is so slow, um, so slow. I think Carson Wentz has so many weapons on the other side of the ball. Give me the Commanders money line here. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Does Cooper Rush come back to earth here? Do we think he can kind of start this hot? But Cowboys at home is a tough spot. I hate Carson Wentz. I hate betting on Carson Wentz. He burnt me on that uh, commander's money line against Detroit week two. Um, I'll just take the Dallas. I'll just take Dallas in this spot. Uh, give me the money line at home. Uh, I don't like Cooper Rush. I don't like keep riding Dallas, but I don't like Carson Wentz even more. So um, I will not be betting on this game. That's crazy. I might be looking at the commander's money line here. But yeah, good pick. I I, yeah. I understand it's good. It's good to have controversy on the card. I like that. Bet with the trend. I, I like saying that too. But like I yeah, said, that's what I mean. It's like he keeps he keep just keeps finding ways to win these games, and it's like another average to bad team. Being at home helps too. It's a it's a divisional game, three point spread. I mean, Carson Wentz isn't him. We see that, but I think the weapons he has around him are great. I think that defense is pretty stellar. Um, 
I, I like I like yeah. the commanders here. Yeah. I agree. This is a pretty scary game, like you said, Hoff. When the good Never games like are off, when sometimes. the good games are off on one o'clock, at the end of the at the end of the uh, one o'clock slate, we'll all be watching this game, one score game. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Alrighty, let's jump into the four o'clock. We got the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are our favorite here at minus one and a half points. The money line sitting at minus one eighteen, and the over under sitting at forty two and a half. No trends from me here, but 75% of the money is on Arizona and 80% of the bets are also on Arizona. Both teams one and two this year. What do we think is going to happen? Huff, start us off. Um, I do like the Cardinals in this spot to come into Carolina. Carolina hasn't shown me too much of anything too great. Uh, nice bounce back win for them against a divisional opponent in the Saints, but uh, we kind of downplayed the Saints earlier on in the episode, so you know how I feel about them. They're just not really showing me too much uh, to be, you know what I mean, comparing them to too many teams. Um, but I'll take the Cardinals in this spot. Give me the Cardinals money line plus 100. Oh, my bad, I was on mute. But, um, yeah, Cardinals a team I'm definitely high on. I always am. I'm a big fan of uh, Kyler Murray. And that's a good matchup here against the uh, Carolina Panthers. We've been duped by them too many times this year to ride them again, right? And you're getting Kyler as an underdog here? Give me that. Cliff Kingsbury all the time. Um, I'll probably wear my jersey for this game. You know, throw it on. We'll see this one starting with Scott Hansen at the end of those good games we were talking about earlier. But too many weapons, and uh, I think McCaffrey was out of practice today. Baker Mayfield doesn't look that great. That Arizona Cardinals defense, a little underrated. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick with my boys, the Cardinals. Uh, like the money line here. Panthers, you're frauds. You're not winning. You got your win last week against New Orleans. Panthers are frauds. Right. We, we were all you could, you could see, You could see Cardinals money line plus 100 on my card, potentially. Yeah. Kyler Murray. I like that pick. Kyler Murray's like the pick. man. Maybe that's a team play. Yeah, we got to get the team card back rolling. Didn't have a team pick last week. Yeah, we do. Think, about, think about the losses by... Uh, by the Cardinals this year, right? They lost to the Los Angeles Rams. It's one of the best teams in football. And they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they beat the Oakland Ra- or Vegas Raiders. Those are three really good rosters. Um, they finally get to ease their breath with a weak offense from Carolina. So I think you start to see that Cardinals defense pick it up a bit and see Kyler grab that money line. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Absolutely. All right, next up, we got Russ and the Denver Broncos heading down to L.A. to visit the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are the favorite in this matchup at minus 2.5. The money line sitting at minus 144 and the over-under at 45.5. No trends for me on this one. But yet another game, 74% of the money is in on Las Vegas. This is a bounce, but this is a definition of a bounce back game. I love the Raiders here, minus two and a half. Everybody likes the Raiders here. I think. I think that's the move. Ace, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely, they have to get a win, right? I mean, I was high on them coming into the yeah, year. They're not going to start zero and four. But that's such a tough matchup, right? Like Russell Wilson's looked terrible through the first few weeks. So just looking at this, Derek Carr is six in, uh, touchdowns to Russell Wilson's two. Um, I think this is the fr- Josh McDaniels had the closed door meeting. Right, with uh, 
with the owner there. I think the Raiders get right here. They get their first one of the season. There will be no more winless teams in the NFL. We're betting against the streak here. My second time doing that on the car, or on the uh, podcast today. But I like the Raiders. You know, they have all those weapons. Devontae Adams has been eating. Um, Russell Wilson has been squeaking out wins. 11-10 against the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. 17-13 against, I think it was, against the Texans. I think, Davis Mills, yeah. Yeah. So I think the Raiders get back on track here. They have to. I mean, they have to. If they don't, I'm not taking them the rest of the year. But give me the Raiders this week with the points. I might take an alternate spread of them minus three, honestly. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Can, do you put your faith in Russ? I'm not sure. We'll see on Sunday. Another 4:30 game. We got. Aces New England Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are the favorite in this game at minus 9.5. I did see it at 10 earlier. The money line is minus 460 and the over-under at 39.5. Got some uh, trends for this one. The Patriots are 16-2 straight up in their last 18 games versus NFC North opponents, as well as 1-6-1 against the spread in their last eight games. The Packers are 16 and 6 against the spread in their last 22 games at home, as well as 11 and 2 against the spread in their last 13 games played in October. So some things favoring each team, but let's shoot it over to Ace to get us going. What do you think, Ace? Yeah, I mean, let's start off with the obvious here. Mac Jones isn't going to be playing this week. He had that high ankle sprain, so missing your best component. Um, of an already stagnant offense is going to hinder it a lot. Jacoby Myers being out last week was evident as Mac ended up throwing three interceptions as well. Um, don't really know what Brian Hoyer is going to look like. The last time he played, I remember he played Patrick Mahomes and played him tight in Kansas City. Um, could have walked away with a win there. But he's going to do what he does best and play slow. So I'm taking that under 39.5. Maybe looking to tease the Patriots to plus 17.5. That gives them a, a three and a three plus scores, you know? So, 17.5, two touchdowns, field goal. Um, I think this is going to be too slow to put up those points. That Rodgers offense isn't prolific. We saw them get shut down by the uh, Bucks last week. I think the Patriots' inefficiencies on offense will keep them from winning this game on the road. Uh, you said it's on the road, right? Yeah, it's in, New- it's in Green Bay. Yeah, tough without your quarterback. So many questions coming into the week. The, what, the one thing is that the teams will be playing fired up. Bill Belichick knows how to lock in. We saw the Bucks. Uh, like I said, we saw the Bucks shut him down last week. I'm sure Bill can come up with some way to slow down that game with Hoyer at the helm. So I'm I'm taking maybe Patriots plus spread in a teaser, but I'm definitely taking the under here. Low under, but I like it. Yeah, I do. I do see what you mean with the get the Patriots up in the points. Obviously, it's so hard for any of these teams to win by that many amount of points, but. Obviously, like you said, with a backup quarterback, this is going to be a game I'm kind of leaning away from. But I do like the Packers maybe in the first half with like a minus six spread. I'll get them to be up by a touchdown at halftime. I mean, it's so tough to end up covering 10. Um, so I don't really love it the full game. But I'll definitely be looking at like a first half line for this one to see if Hoyer can come out slow. Uh, and the Packers can maybe build a lead throughout the first half at home. Uh, that defense is legit as fuck for the Packers. So... I uh, definitely don't want to bet against them, especially with the backup quarterback. So, But like you said, given 17 points, you know, it's so hard to win by 18 or more. You know what I mean? Covered the, basically the full three possessions of 21. Um, but 
So I do like I like what you said, but I'm leaning Packers. Maybe first half, get a quick start at home. Uh, but like I said, I mean, same thing with the Bears. They they were a ten point favorite against the Bears, and they covered that game. Um, but I'm leaning Packers first half. I don't have a spread on it yet, but I'll be looking at that one. Yeah. Um, Overall, good days. Yeah. So like, like I was saying though, I just think they play so slow on offense this week. The Patriots, like we've seen them run three passes in 39 runs or whatever it was last year and win a game against yep. a really good Bills team. Um, if they play perfect on offense and Bill gets the boys going on defense, who knows? But it's that's why I like the under. It's going to be so slow. It's going to take time for people to score points. We saw the Bucks. I know they're one of the best defenses in the league. We saw them shut down Rodgers to, 12, to 14 points. when, And I think Bra- uh, Hoyer could have a better week than Brady did last week, I hope. Um, if, they, if this under doesn't hit, the score will be like 31-10. Packers just somehow yeah, all if, things if, are going yeah, for the Packers. The Packers, the Packers are firing on all cylinders and the Patriots don't show up. They, they'll get blown out. But um, yeah, if the way the game goes the way I expect, it's gonna be very slow, and the clock's gonna be like it's gonna be one of the first games over of the slate. I was just gonna say, I either like the Patriots with the points with the under, or the Packers with the points with the over. But like I said, my pick is probably gonna be the Packers first half. Do you know what I mean by saying that though? Patriots with the under. If you like the Patriots, you think yeah, it's gonna no, be a I slow agree, game. I agree. I agree. They're not gonna win this game. But if I the Packers are gonna, watch if the Packers it, are gonna cover them. ten, they're probably gonna, they're gonna hit forty points. We if need. The, if we, you think the Packers are gonna win by ten? I agree with you completely. We need. We need the perfect storm to win the game, right? But um, yeah, like I said, like, Lambo's so fucking hard to play in, dude. I've been there. That place, like, it was Packers Steelers last year. Or was it last year? Was that last year? Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Packers-Steelers last year. I was at Lambeau. Dude, that place is fucking amazing. That place gets so loud. It is insane. They talk about all these loud stadiums. I'd love to go to Chiefs. You know what I mean? The Chiefs Stadium or Seattle. Obviously, Seattle kind of on a downgrade with the team. But um, some of these loud stadiums, Lambeau has to be right up there, dude. That place is so hard to play in, especially a backup quarterback. This is not a good spot for Hoyer. I mean, I know he's been there, done that. He's been in this spot before. He's probably played a game in Green Bay before. I mean, he's played the however many years in the NFL. Uh, it's just so hard, you know what I mean? Like it, it, Rogers, and like we said, if the Packers are firing on our cylinders, this could, this game could get out of hand really quick. Yeah, I, just one thing I'd like to reference to that that first half bet. The only reason I'd be hesitant to take it, like. You would have to think that the Packers rule, right? Like Aaron Rodgers. But I saw Brian Hoyer play a few years ago, and I saw how the Patriots played and how the defense stepped up with their guy out. They'll be playing for their boy Mac. Um, the Patriots covered that spread. They might have been even tied at the half against the Chiefs a few years ago with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. So just something to think about. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough game to bet on there. Nine and a half points being so many points. We'll see what happens, though, there on Sunday. Let's move into our Sunday primetime game with the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What everybody believes is going to be a great game. We have the Chiefs favored favored at minus one and a half points. The money line at minus 124 and the over-under at 45 and a half. The Bucks money line at plus 106. We got 70%, 76% of the money in favor of Kansas City thus far. It is only Wednesday night here as we record. But what do we think? Ace, you want to start us? 
Yeah, I mean, first off, I'd like to thank the NFL schedule makers for actually giving us some great primetime games. Um, we were lulled to sleep last week with that that Niners-Broncos game and then Giants-Cowboys. And then the first two primetime games we already talked about were uh, were uh, the Bengals and Dolphins. And now we have the Chiefs and the Bucks here, two of the more favorite teams. I know Mackie and I were talking about that primetime under, right? It's been It's been hammered all year long. I do like the over here, 45. I'm going to buy it to 45. I know it's at 45 and a half. But Brady has been so shut down all year. You'd have to think he gets going. Like, hopefully get some of those receivers back. I don't know the full injury report, but there's no way they're all out again. I think Mike Evans, he only had a one-game suspension, right? So he'll be back this week. Yeah. Yeah, so with even Mike Evans back, Brady will find the end zone multiple times this week. In the prime time, old against young. Uh, change of the guard potentially. I do like the the Chiefs, but that Bucks defense scares me. Give me the over here and look for Brady and Mahomes to be uh, dueling all night in a tight, tightly contested game. Huff, what do you think? Who would you say you like on the side? My bad. I kind of like the Chiefs. Who do you like I Chiefs or like Bucks? Chiefs, but that Bucks defense is really good, and it's Brady, and he gets some of his boys back in Tampa Bay. Actually, the game's in Minneapolis now. With the, with, the, with the hurricane, everybody stay safe out there if you're watching or listening from anywhere in those areas, definitely. But, uh, yeah. The game's at the Viking Stadium? Is it? At, yeah, I saw that the relocation site's Minneapolis. That's crazy. That changes my opinion on this game a lot, actually. I did see the Buccaneers went down to Miami's practice facility during the hurricane. Watch, watch that, obviously, though. Than Tampa. Watch that, obviously, though. you got to see which one, where they do end up playing. But if the projections are right, that storm's going to be terrible. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be having to play in Minneapolis. My guess, but I'm I'm leaning Chiefs, but I'm taking the over there. Especially if they play in Minneapolis, you get Mahomes and Brady in a dome. Two, two valid kickers, too, you know? Good point. If it's in a dome, yeah, I like the over. I, I Dude, yeah. I just don't think Brady's losing two in a row. I like Brady on a Sunday night primetime game. Oh, I'm wearing this Brady shirt right now. I mean, I should be back my boy all the time. I'm not going to bet on the Chiefs this game. I'm not going to bet on the Bucks this game, I don't think, either, even though I've been saying all year Brady. Let's just – I'd ride that over. over. I'd ride yeah. that over. Especially if you lock it in. 45 and a half is Lock not it that in as you listen to this. Maybe lock it in right now, Huff. If they do switch to Minneapolis, that over is going to change, maybe even skyrocket a bit, eh? But there's no chance they play this game in Tampa, right? Let me look at it. Let's look at More it. More than right likely now. not. Let's look at it. Yeah, I agree. Right, right, Justin. Like, because if the they play this game in Tampa, no the over under should be set at the over under should be set at twenty nine and a half with how the winds and fucking rain is there. Twenty nine? You mean forty nine and a half? No, it should be set at twenty nine. Do you see the wind in Tampa? Oh, oh, oh! If they play in Tampa, you're saying. Yeah, I said if they play in Tampa, this over/under should be set at five like hours ago. It said it's the, game. the contingency site, like so. I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 rolling with the projections. That we're gonna trust the weather weather team. In the NFL, too. in the NFL, will not go to a college stadium. They're gonna relocate to another NFL facility. Yeah, they already right. it's locked in. It's mini, it's Minnesota, which is fine by me. I love the points there. I like the over. Yeah. I like the over. I'm with you. I'll buy it to forty five as well. Two 45. of my favorite. Two my, my two it. favorite quarterbacks in the league going up against each other. Tough, tough game, tough game. The amount of times there's 46 points scored in a game, to like 46 even, 23-20, you know what I mean? Like 26-17. I don't even know if that adds up to that, but like I just feel like the score this is, is always podcast. sitting right around there. and that's Yeah, this isn't a math podcast, so don't quote me on that. But <laughs> 23-20, I could see this game literally being 23-20. 26 maybe, 26-20. 
Alright. Yeah, that's definitely... I love I love this game. Everybody's gonna thank you, NFL. I'm saying it again. Thank you for this game. Twenty seven, twenty three bucks win this game. All right, let's see. This is how I go over scores. Anybody want? I always ask people, what do you got for a score for this game? Let's think about it. All right, who's scoring for the Bucks? Let's see. Playoff line. He's gonna get him once. I think Brady throws two with a couple field goals. That equals twenty seven. I think the Chiefs. Kelsey gets in. Mahomes throws another one. I'm gonna say twenty seven. Twenty twenty four. I think, yeah, 23. Two field goals and two touchdowns for the Chiefs, maybe. I think maybe three touchdowns and a field goal, or something like that. So 27-24. Give me that. Bucks. Oof, but I like the Chiefs, too. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking you into your boy. <laughs> yeah. It's leaning both ways, but I do like the over there is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you on the over, especially if it's in the dome, like you said. Very interesting news there, Ace, with the relocation site. Lots of good stuff with the over. I think that might might be a team pick for us on Sunday night. Hopefully, we'll see if we can get that going. Going to be a great Sunday primetime game there. Kind of leaning towards the Bucks, but it sounds like we're all leaning towards the over. Alrighty, let's jump into the Monday primetime game. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Another good Primetime game, I'd say. The 49ers coming in as the favorite at minus one and a half. Their money line at minus 118. Rams money line at plus 100. The over-under for this matchup at 42 and a half. I got some trends for this one after... I got some trends for this one. The 49ers have lost six straight week four games. So not very strong in week four. They are also 14 and four against the spread in their last 18 games played on a Monday. The Rams are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games played on a Monday. And the over is 16-6 and six in the Rams' last 22 games as the underdog. Lots of money on the Rams. 82% of the money on the Rams. 83% of the bets on the Rams. Both teams looking to advance with a win this week. What do you think, Huff? you want to start us? Yeah, 49ers coming back home after a tough loss uh, against the Broncos on primetime. Like you said, that 11-10 weird score. Uh, tough game for Garoppolo there, but I do think it's going to be a tough situation for them to come back, bounce back against the defending champs and the Rams as they look like they've kind of gotten their feet wet in this season, uh, starting to look like themselves again after that Super Bowl hangover week one. Tough matchup against the Bills. I think a lot of people were underplaying the Rams after that week one matchup. Um, I'm leaning Rams here, uh, but I don't love it. I could definitely see the 49ers winning this game. Um, just right now, all the injuries on the 49ers, no Elijah Mitchell right now, obviously Garoppolo, kind of the inconsistencies we've seen, we saw on Sunday. Um, I know the 49ers defense is legit. The Rams defense is legit. I like the under, I think in this primetime game, we see under 42 and a half. Um, but if I had to pick a side, I'd be leaning Rams. Um, and, uh, nice. I just hit a fucking nerf Another one. Let's go. Ace, what are you thinking on this one? 49ers or Rams? We'd love to see that. But, yeah, last game of the week, so my pick's definitely going to change when it comes down to Monday. Luckily, we get a solo Monday card for that, right? Um, but, yeah, if I'm if I'm picking right now, I'm leaning Niners money line at home. I think they tie up that division with the Rams. Um, Matt Stafford is still not 100%, I don't think. Um, like you said, do, I do like the under, but I think guys like Kittle, Samuel, Jeff Wilson Jr. find the end zone this week for the – for the Niners, they're going to put up 20-plus. And I don't think the Rams keep pace. Probably Cooper Cup getting the end zone that guy's always in. But I'm going to double down probably with that Kittle, 
touchdown bet after after missing out last week. I think he's up to speed now, and in the prime time he'll get it done. I like the Niners right now. That defense is really. I know Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the best quarterback in the league, and uh, he's been struggling mightily early on. But that defense is so good, and Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches in the league. Jeff Wilson Jr. has been looking good as a backup running back. Debo, we know how he is, and Ayuk, and uh, Kittle. They should be able to get it done for the boys in a big divisional matchup. I'm going to ride with the Niners. Yeah, like, he, like I said, for good reason. I mean, I'm not necessarily loving the Rams. I like the under, though. I don't think we see a lot of points in this game. Yeah, agreed for sure. Alrighty, that's going to do it for our week four analysis of the NFL. Super excited for this week. Make sure you keep an eye out for our picks Thursday, possibly some college football picks on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, as well as a little MLB maybe mixed in there as well. But that's all from me. Thanks for joining us this week. See you next week. Yeah, that's going to do it for us here. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, as, as Jesse said, stay tuned to the social media for all the picks. Make sure you're liking and sharing. Um, yeah, it's going to do it for me. See you guys next week. Hey, make sure you get your prayers up for Mac Jones. Uh, look out for our cards this week. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.